Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Justin, and this is the, I guess, third episode of Classically Untrained. I'm really excited about this show, actually, because it has one of my good friends, Ileana Ramirez, who is joining us today. And Ileana's great. She is like super interesting because she is one of the most hardcore music lovers that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't play an instrument, yet has a position of music director with KTSW, which is the student radio station at Texas State. So, you know, she's a photography major, though that's pretty cool. So we're kind of doing something a little different here today. You know, we're not having our usual music musician classically trained. Uh, so I just think, though, that after having a lot of conversations over the years with Ileana about music and um, kind of, I think we share the same feelings towards it. And I think her experiences are really cool and kind of how she's got to where she, she is and what her career path is. It's all just really awesome. And so I want to share her story and I want her to talk about it. She's awesome. And when she laughs, the microphone clips. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, so for that a little bit. So, so you'll probably hear a high pitch and then nothing because the Zoom will correct it. <laughs> so yeah, Ileana, tell us about yourself. Tell Hello, us, uh... um, I'm Ileana Ramirez. Um, I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised. H-Town, DJ uh, Screw. H-Town, hold it down. H-Town till I die forever. Um, yeah, I am uh, currently a senior at Texas State. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, photo major. Um, I, I feel like I've been having to introduce myself a lot uh, lately this past year, and I'm just like, what else do I say about myself? Um, I don't know why I always feel the need to mention that I'm an only child, but, <laughs> but I am. Only child syndrome much. No, actually, you're one of the few only childs I know that doesn't have only child syndrome. I get that a lot from people and I feel like I get really self-conscious about it because it does like I always ask people I'm just like do I give off that vibe like do do I do I give that off but I think it's because I come from a big family that I don't give that off so I'm glad yes I'm and you're really very close with your family too so it's it makes sense your cousins are basically like your siblings anyway so yeah that's what I tell everyone I'm like they are my they're like my siblings, you know, I'm like hang out with them. But the moment there's some sort of like, if I get annoyed by them or anything, or there's like anything, I'm just like, I'm peacing out. Like, uh, I, I can just the, go home. <laughs> yeah, you get the siblings, but without all the other bullshit that comes with it when you have to, when push yeah. comes to shove. <laughs> yeah, I get the fun parts of them. You get the fun parts. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, you grew up in Houston. And uh, you pretty much lived there your whole life besides for when you moved to uh, San Marcos for Texas State, right? Yeah, yeah. I that was yeah my first time moving away. Um, it wasn't as hard as I really thought it was going to be. I think because I like I came here with friends that I had from high school, yeah. and so I just felt comforted in knowing that I had just like a little piece of home. For sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've kind of familiarized my lifestyle, but everything around here, I thought it was going to be a really huge adjustment moving from like a huge city to somewhere smaller. But um, no, I, I love it here. I've really grown to love it here. 
Awesome. Yeah. So where are you at? Where are you from in Houston? Because I, I'm not from Houston. I wish I was sometimes low key. Yeah. Uh, we've had this conversation, but we have, but you know, Houston's big. So where, where in the, the city are you from? Uh, I always tell people that I'm kind of from like two parts of Houston, just because my mom and my dad live in two separate areas. So my mom, for those who are familiar, lives in Jersey Village, which is going towards Cyprus. So like Northwest Houston. And then my dad has always lived like near the medical center. So a little bit of like a little bit south of more, this is more of the southern part of Houston. So yeah, by the medical center, NRG that whole area i Houston, houston yeah yeah so i'm not you know not to bash on people that are from the suburbs but like (laughs) i i feel like whenever i talk to a lot of people in san marcus or just like within the central texas kind of area and i ask them you know where they're from in houston i always get like the woodland spring yeah it's like you're not you're not from houston per se you know and and yeah, I've tried to chill out with saying like you're not from there, but I know it's just easier <laughs> to say that you're that you're from there. But but yeah, I feel like it's kind of rare to hear someone be like, oh, I, you know, I grew up or my family is from the Heights or my family is from like, um, I don't know, another prominent area like in or in the loop within the loop. It's rare that I hear people say that they're more from in the inner city. But um, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and so you know, what has kind of been your, since you don't really play an instrument, I'm sure a lot of our viewers are like, well, what are they going to talk about? <laughs> but, but what, what's your, what was it like growing up and what has kind of influenced you, your musical taste and kind of set you on this path to want to pursue this avenue of music? Yeah, I feel like a lot of it really came from my parents. My parents introduced me to a ton of ton of music. I mean, I think more specifically my dad, but since I can remember when I was little, my parents were just always showing me music. I rem- I have the most like the most clear memory of like me sitting in the back of my dad's like Mitsubishi, like sw- like hot, sweaty in the middle of like July summer. Oh. Um, like little me in the back. I don't even think the car had AC, so. I was like sweating bullets and my dad was blasting um, Dr. Dre and uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I, you know, my dad was constantly making like CDs of just like, I guess, stuff that he was really into, kind of like a physical version of like a Spotify playlist. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, you kind of, yeah. and, and before we go on, I just want to add there is something about the sun and the heat and West Coast beats. Like there's just something about that, you know, you listen to like, you know, uh, a real West Coast beat. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just something about it's just so like fitting for the for the sunshine, man. Like it is. It kind of feels wrong to listen to it when you're like sh- if you're like shivering or have like a million layers on yeah <laughs> but you don't you wouldn't know anything <laughs> about that you're from houston come on we yeah 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 i don't i don't know that <laughs> so you were so you were kind of shaped by these you remember specifically just like jamming out when you were a kid and just like being kind of absorbed by these experiences yeah yeah it told i totally have to credit my parents with that i yeah, I give that all to them because, you know, my mom introduced me to The Cure and The Smiths and 
you know, my dad is like Depeche Mode. And, um, you know, I grew up a lot around, you know, Spanish music too. So a lot of that was my dad too. But um, yeah, I like just, there's just certain artists that, you know, I'm, that my dad really introduced me to like Amy Winehouse. Like I know that because of my dad and there's so many artists um, that I'm even probably forgetting. Uh, so it totally came from my dad and uh or just my parents in general of course yeah and so you kind of you were you listened to a lot of music as a kid yeah and I think even I think even just you know when I was little I think even you know people would ask me what I want for like Christmas or my birthday it was rare that I would ask for toys I would ask for like movies and cds like I I was really into pop music when I was little like uh, you know, like Hillary Duff. Oh uh, man, Lin- we're going yeah, back. Lindsay Lohan, Justin Timberlake, J Lo. I was. Wait, first did summer- you just say Lindsay Lohan? Did she make music? She did. She Ooh, did. No, wait, you're kidding. Yeah, she did. Uh, what did she have a song called like Secrets or something like that? Oh I my rem- god. I yeah. have to listen to this. Okay, <laughs> I need to listen to this. Okay, so go on. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Just like, you know, kind of, you know, the Disney stars that were, you know, like Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, uh, you know, just artists within that that uh, era, I guess, of, <laughs> yeah. of pop or whatever. Now tell uh, me, did, did you have a Kids Bop CD? Did you own a Kids Bop CD? Uh, no I think I had the you you know the ones that were like it was like the now it's the ones where they would make like the compilations of of oh yes yeah I had I had a lot of those I had about like three or four of those for sure okay cool so you were always just wanting like CDs and, and movies you said and you were just like would you say you were trying to absorb like especially as you maybe got older in your in your childhood, you were just trying to absorb new things. Like somebody would be like, hey, have you heard this song? And you'd be like, no, I haven't, let me listen to that. Would you say that that's kind of how you went about about it or? Um, not necessarily. I don't know that too many people would share that with me when I was younger, but I think just, you know, being an only child, you're kind of forced to like find your own ways of like entertainment or, I don't know, that's, I, that's, what I think it was I think I was just you know I had a lot of time by myself and just in my room you know it was you know it'd be like after school or something and you know I would have my cousins and stuff but I mean when I was actually like at home when it was just me and my mom and I was just in my room by myself yeah it was just yeah I think I was just like oh, I don't have anyone else so I just listen to music or watch a movie or something oh yeah yeah for sure you know I can remember speaking of because I I'm like kind of half only child because my sister is like eight years younger than me and you know I would have to you know find ways of entertainment when I was a little kid and I remember one time I had a, I had a stereo at a like a boom box and uh-huh. um, I was I was really into into hip-hop too like as a as a kid I kind of fell out of it in my middle school years when I was like listening to Al City <laughs> but but um uh, I was listening to I listened to hip hop to like '90s hip hop and I yeah. remember oh goodness I remember one time I was just blasting uh, I was just blasting the CD I had I don't know what happened to that CD but it was this big like big compilation of just 
hip hop songs. It had NWA, it had LL Cool J and stuff. Yeah. And I don't even know what song this is, but it started off, it goes, big booty hoes, get with it. And <laughs> as soon as that happened, it was loud. And my mom storms in and she's like, turn that shit off. And uh, so I, you know, I can relate to you with, with that and having to kind of entertain yourself and find music. And so yeah, when did you like start going to concerts because you know I know some people who like you know they don't really go to concerts and I'm like what how like, yeah it's like a transformative experience but you know it is when was your first concert what was it or maybe tell us what was the first concert where you like felt something like in your childhood where it was just like this is cool oh I have been I get that question a lot or I feel like I ask people a lot what their first concert was and I don't honestly I can't tell you what my first concert was because I have been going to them literally since I was like five years old my mom um I want to say one of the first concerts I went to was um one of like the big radio stations in Houston um I don't know if any are familiar with the uh, 104.1 KRBE but um they would they would they was like the top 40 station they would hold like a I think it's called like a jingle ball where they would have you know like pop artists come and they would like play probably like 30, 45 minute sets. I don't even really know who was there, but I remember, yeah, I was like five. I think it was like at the NRG arena, like the smaller venue next to um, this uh, stadium. But um, um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, the rodeo, of course, was one of the was one of the big ones for me because, you know, it was like in Houston, you know, it was just convenient, easy for me to go to. Um, so yeah. I want to say the rodeo. Um, I, you know, my mom, thank God for her patience and everything. She would take me to a lot of those, like, you know, Justin Bieber, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of those were my first concerts. As um, I think a lot of people, you know, around our age, you know, yeah. I, I think that's the case. So no, I, yeah, no, and I, I want to say that, well, the question you asked me, I, I I never thought about that as to, like, what was the first concert that I kind of felt like, shit, like, I love doing this. I, <laughs> as embarrassing you probably, as probably, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as embarrassing as it is, I want to say that it maybe was, like, you know what, no, maybe it started with Justin Bieber, but then I think it started when, because before that, I had never really gone to shows that were in smaller venues. So I think it kind of started when I saw the neighborhood at Fitzgerald's in like 2013, 2014. And I think what's, that, what is Fitzgerald's? So Fitzgerald's rip Fitzgerald's big time. Anyone who is involved in the Houston music scene or really or went to a bunch of shows knows how frustrating it is. So uh Fitzgerald's was a very small music video uh, music venue in the heights uh right off of white oak and studiewood street or studiemont i forget the street but um yeah it was right in the heights and it was a really small venue and uh, it was really old it was a really really old building like they had two it was so there was an upstairs and a downstairs and the upstairs like when shows when there was like a pit or something you could literally feel the floor shaking like it was a really, really old building and they knocked it down about three years ago and it's legit now just a parking lot. 
it's a parking lot. And I pass that parking lot and that building so many times. And like, there's, I see literally like two cars there. Wow. It's no, it is the saddest thing. And I think it was like really devastating, not for just like people. Of course, I think a lot of people just really got their starts there. You know, a lot of smaller bands in Houston, but I think a lot as like audience members, especially me, like I started going to shows there when I was a kid and that's when, I kind of got more involved in like the like the local music scene in Houston. That's where I saw a lot of bands there that were more local. Um, so Fitzgerald is like a really special place to me. So I think maybe that's why I contributed to it because that's when I started going to like smaller shows and smaller venues. So started with uh, Justin Bieber and 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 then maybe transitioned into uh, me going to shows at Fitzgerald's. Awesome, and so. You know, that was probably around the time where you were getting into high school. And what was, did you have any experiences in high school like that were kind of, that were kind of formative that were like, oh, wow, like I really do love music. Like any experiences that just felt surreal or, you know, what was that like? High school in Houston. Oh, high school in Houston. Well, I went to two different high schools in Houston. My first two years were with a lot of people that I went to middle school with. So I was, I honestly don't remember really learning too much my first two years of high school. I kind of just bullshitted and we just did stupid shit like in the hallways or whatever. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. It was, there was, there were definitely my years that were a lot more fun. And then I transferred to a public high school and um, I still knew quite a bit of people there, um, but I wasn't, I really as close with them. So um, yeah, my junior and senior year, I think I was a lot more, I just remember being a lot more like to myself. And that was whenever I got more into like photography and more of like my creative side of myself, I guess. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, I just spent a lot of time by myself. Not, I wasn't really allowing myself to like really venture out and talk to people for what reason I don't really know, but <laughs> I think I was just like, I don't know. I just, you know, I was just had my headphones on and walking from class to class. And I think my junior year too was maybe a big year for like music for me, just because I did spend so much time by myself and to myself. And that was the first time where at where I could be in school and actually have my headphones in because my school previously, previous to the school I went to didn't, they were like a big no on phones and like headphones. If you would get a huge write up if you had your headphones in. So there's so many songs and artists that I just remember walking the hallways to. Yeah, um, for sure. And so that I'm sure that those little moments, what it seems like to me is these little moments just kind of add, are just, they're adding up right now. You know, you're kind of like, it, music is kind of at this point in your life, a uh, kind of necessary background for what you're doing. You know, you're living your life, you're doing all this stuff. And then, you know, because I, when I was um, in high school, you know, one of my best friends, David, and then shout out to David Solis out there. <laughs> he's probably, he's probably uh, selling solar panels right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, uh, him and I, we used to sit on the bus and we'd share a headphone and we would just listen off of an iPod Nano. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'd be like, let me choose a song. He'd be like, okay, then I choose one. Okay. Then, then I'm going to choose one. Yeah. So, you know, he would be playing, we'd be listening to Outcast. We'd be listening oh, yeah. to uh, like 
oh man, uh, Erica Badu, you know, this was when I was kind of, I had kind of fallen out of hip hop, but David was so adamant about it. Like, dude, you just gotta listen to it, man. And I'm like, okay, David, yes. All right. And then, you know, eventually I fell back in love with hip hop, you know, mainly thanks to him. And so, yeah, like, you know, you kind of are going through life and just music is kind of always there. And then, you know, with your photography, you know, you mentioned that. So how did you, what was the transition like? Like, how did you choose that that was what was going to be your major when you got to Texas State? Um, well, I had started photography classes uh, my junior year and I had, I just always had an interest uh, for photography. And then uh my friends were in those classes and they told me about the teachers and you know the process of it and you know they really loved it and so they recommended that I take those classes when I got to the public school or the school that I went to so I started the classes and I like because it was like all, all dark room and stuff and I'd never done any of that before and that just made me fall in love with it even more so um you know as we you know like my senior year and I was trying to find schools that had like art programs and stuff. Um, I know like Texas State was just the better option just because I knew it wasn't like super far and I knew that it was close to like Austin. Um, and I just, I don't know, it was just, I couldn't, I think one, it was a little bit of like laziness. I didn't really want to like, you know, go through or look through every major that the school had or I just, I yeah. think I thought too, I was like, I can't see myself like doing anything else or I'm like, why would I waste my time, you know, taking classes that I don't enjoy or doing something that I don't enjoy? So I don't know. I just I kind of knew I was like, I don't like what what else am I going to do? Like, what <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for two years. It's something that I know I really love. And if I can make a career out of it, um, then why not? Yeah, of course. And so then, you know, fast forward, you get to Texas State and then what what happens like what it what are you doing what are you getting involved in how did it go um well oh my freshman year was oh dang I feel like I can remember but I can't uh I think I tried to like get involved with things like different organizations you know I would go to like the organization fairs and stuff and think that's when kind of KTSW fell into my lap you know they would set up around campus and I don't know I just I always saw them out on campus and so I finally I remember being so scared and so shy to go up and be like um how do how can I be a partner how can I work for you guys so fun I would see them almost every day when I walked to class so finally I just worked up the courage to be like how can I be a part of this like what can I do so that was, I think, like my fall semester, which was my first semester. And then my second semester, I applied and then I started as a music journalist. And then after that, um, that's when really just things, how I got super involved. And that's when really kind of everything changed, I feel like. Everything changed. Yeah. So how did that how did that change? Yeah. Um, you know, I just started getting I think because I just started to get to know a little bit more people that you know, weren't my friends or people that weren't in my dorm or people that I only saw in my classes. Um, I, I didn't come to the station too much, but you know, when we had like all staff meetings or I would try to go to like some of the KTSW events too. So I was just like, whoa, like these people are so sick. Like these people are in 
to everything that I'm into. Like these are my kind of college. So, um, you know, it like, I feel like it kind of took me a while to kind of like get out of my shell and really like start trying to become friends with people here. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, as each semester went on, I just got more involved in, you know, in like certain departments or just, you know, literally just like reaching out to people or literally going, getting out of my comfort zone and talking to people. And then, which led me here. <laughs> yeah, of course. And now you're the music director. And, but what, uh, like musically, did it, what, what changed for you? Did your taste change throughout school? Did you feel like you fell more in love with certain artists? Did you start to kind of have memories associated with different things like anything there do you fall in love with any bands or yeah um I really which I don't know this is kind of funny but I like my first semester or I feel like literally whenever I first started college that's when I got really into Frank Ocean I don't oh. know why I don't know how like blonde with already raved to the game barely listening to it um you know so I'd always known about him but I really got into blonde my first year my first semester so that's a really big one for me and yeah I think just you know being a part of the music department I was able to you know discover a lot of new different artists I think especially locally around like San Marcos and Austin um it's just kind of inevitable that you hear about those things and you see them because they're promoted a lot throughout the station so of course um, but yeah yeah and and it's crazy because you know I was uh man I'm so old I was a sophomore at UT when when Blonde came out and I remember man because I was a I was a huge Frank Ocean fan you know I would yeah some of my best my favorite high school memories are Channel Orange you know I can remember hearing uh Pilot Jones you know that song Mm -hmm. oh man and for those of you who don't know pilot jones has this badass bass in it like this really like deep it's like uh it's just like boom 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 but like fucking three octaves lower it's like <laughs> it's like the earth is rumbling and i remember driving yeah. with my friend uh in her car and she's like she puts it on and she's like oh guys we got it I, we need a moment of silence for this and then it turns it <laughs> on and then you just hear frank you know you always talking in the house or whatever he says yeah. and from that moment i was like whoa frank ocean like who is this and then like you know blonde when it came out just being like what is this like this is this is crazy this takes sad boy to the next level you know yeah. so, and it was just it was a beautiful uh album and i had a lot of great experiences to it and you know, that kind of makes me wonder, like, did you have like certain, because I feel like you understand this a lot. It's like you have uh, an experience with a song and it's like almost like a spiritual connection at that point. It's oh, like a sure. soul bond. Do you have a moment when you felt that, like maybe when you felt that so strongly for the first time or just anytime, like name the strongest connection to like a song you have, at least right now? Um... I think something recently or the first thing that comes off the top of my head and people probably already know what I'm going to say is um, Krungbin for sure. 
crying. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Them. I'm there are a ton of other bands and artists, but right now that's the most relevant or the thing that I could off the top of my head is for sure them. It is like the way that I feel towards the members of that band, towards their albums, towards their music in general, just it's unexplainable really. It is really and um, how how did you get how did you get to that point like how do you get to this point of this deep connection with a band or a song well i think for them especially because i think i try to find like personal connections or something that i can relate to and i think them being from houston is a really really big um thing for me because they're still super involved in the community in houston i want to say that all three of them still live in Houston. I think they do. I think they do. And so, you know, I think them, I think, you know, you see a lot of artists, you from Houston, uh, Travis Scott, uh, move away and (laughs) just like, you know, go to LA or New York, which is fine. Like I get it. I, I would love to do that, but you know, I think it's, I think it's really cool and really important when you're still involved in your community, especially with being how, how big they are now and how they've kind of blown up but really though yeah yeah they have and you know for those of you who don't know Krungman also good luck spelling that but they're (laughs) they're such a good band I mean you know I one of my favorite genres is like psychedelic indie and they fit that mold like a glove I mean it's their their lines are just so it's like almost a jam band but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not for musos, you know, it's not for people who are just, you know, it's not like snarky puppy or like early Jacob Collier where you're listening to this. And it's like, you know, you have to be kind of a nerd to really, there's like some gatekeeping with it. Like, yeah. oh, like you don't understand that he's doing a B7 flat 13th over a C major seventh chord. So like, <laughs> fuck you, you can't enjoy this. Like I can, but Krungman is yeah. just like, it's all good vibes. And like, yeah, you know, I, I love the band too. Uh, you know, and I feel like you have some experiences though with, with, with them. Like, you know, you, you feel a a connection. I know this to West Texas, you know, you're wearing a Marfa sweater right now, for God's sake, (laughs) (laughs) you you didn't even realize that I'm sure. But, you know, for those who don't know, Marfa is a quiet little artsy town pretty much yeah it's, a, yeah. it's very artsy uh, in uh, west texas so you know west texas is vast all right it is huge it is desolate it is quiet there's big ben you know it takes from at least from from san antonio like central texas and austin it takes at least five hours to get into mm-hmm. like the wet like the west texas quote-unquote region yeah. so what's your experience there um amazing beautiful like I I rave about that place so much I never shut up about it and I and I never I never (laughs) do and I'm just waiting for the day that someone's like please shut the fuck up stop talking about it the reason I talk about it is because it's because like why would I not talk about it like there's there's so much to say about it but I went for the first time my junior year of high school I went with my dad and we went um we went I want to say 2017 New Year's well 2017 going into 2018 I believe was it wait no 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 it was 20 god I think it was 2016 
going into 2018, it might have been 2015 going into 2016 uh 2015 and 2016 i know new year's we went that was the first time and uh yeah we uh my art teacher had she told me that she had um recently gone on a trip there and i had always i knew that beyonce had visited it and i had always <laughs> just heard people i had seen articles and just always people talk about it so um i brought it up to my dad and he was like yeah why not like let's go so we went for new year's and after that I you know I had no idea that I was gonna have such a connection to that place or even just really fall in love with it um I had no idea little 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 16 year old 16 17 year old me on the in the car for nine hours had no idea that I would be obsessing over it and still talking about it so many years later and you and, go and you go whenever you get the chance like oh yeah you you will if you could right now, if somebody said, Hey, Ileana, here's $600 and you don't, and like, you know, you don't have to do classes. You wouldn't be talking right now. 100%, 100%. I would just leave everything and just. And do you, feel, so do you feel like, you know, what soundtracked your time there? And do you feel like those songs hold special places like in your, in your heart? I, that is so funny that you mentioned that because I have a whole Marfa playlist <laughs> of, <See>? of songs <laughs> that I, I have actually discovered a ton of music through like visiting Marfa, just in the stuff that they play in the restaurants and the shops and the hotels there. I have discovered so much, or even just on the way driving there, I have so many songs associated with that. So let me just pull up my, my playlist uh, really, really quick. Um, I have uh, Angel Olsen is a really big one. Uh, I don't I don't know why, but her music is just when I hear her music, I just think of Marfa. Um, John Moss, um, Sturgill Simpson, um, Bad Bad Not Good, King Cruel, um, <laughs> Beach King House, Cole. yeah, and I think of course more recently uh, Krungbin. Uh, just because Texas Sun, man, that song. Exactly. Texas Sun for me, for me, it's it's uh it's Pelota and uh First Class. Man, yeah. first class is like I'm driving around at night, you know, like it's quiet. I'm just like it's like you know, 1 a.m. and I hear those first like synth chords and I'm just I'm lost. And then that bass line, oh man, <laughs> it's so could, simple but ooh. so good. Like all, all these yeah all these parts come together to form something that's just really so powerful yeah. and, and so you know you obviously feel a connection to to place i've noticed that about you that you're very obsessed with place and the the, the i sound like dr seuss the place <laughs> the space that the place the holds in in your in your head you know where you just kind of like this, I have a special connection to this, you know, yeah. I have a special connection to this place. And I feel, and I feel like your, you, th your line of thought is I have a connection to this place. I also have a song for this place. And I am very much like, you know, you're, you just, it's kind of nostalgic, bittersweet. You get that rush of emotions, you know, does that sound right? Oh, of course. Yeah. There's like, I associate music with, yeah, everything in my life, which is kind of scary. I think especially for people because 
There's mm. so many songs that I, and we, we've talked about this. Ooh. We know this. We know this. We know this too well. <laughs> I know. Too many I, songs. No, I feel like you're one of the only people that really understands that or um, who really like gets it. Or I feel like you were like one of the first people who I like talked to about it. And then you, we just like, you knew exactly what I was talking about. You knew exactly what I was feeling, and I was like, "Thank God, someone understands." It's yeah, it's like for a while, you know, I couldn't listen to, um, you know, Ariel Pink was kind of hard to listen to. Uh, Dumbo gets mad. I don't know if you know that band. I've mm-hmm. probably like talked to you about them. I'm a huge yeah. Dumbo gets mad fan. See, which is funny because <laughs> I, whenever I see or hear their music, I, I, it reminds me of you. Yeah, and so, and you know, I couldn't listen to that to that band for a little bit. I remember and it's it's painful like it's actually you know i get like twisted knots in my stomach i would get twisted knots in my stomach like i feel like you know you understand this this thing where like a song means something it is a form of communication it's Mm -hmm. it's boundaries it's it's love it's hate it's everything we you feel it all through their music and that's what i think is so interesting is that you know you kind of you kind of feel that way you know and I, I kind of wonder, how has that impacted how you are the music director? You know, like, because you get to, do you get to choose the songs? I do. Well, I, I get a little bit of help. I get help. Um, Watch it, because now all the SoundCloud rappers listening are going to be knocking <laughs> at your door, man. They'll be like, hey, yo, 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 sign me, sign me, give me, give me some airtime. No, we get, we get crazy stuff in our email and in our, um, I'm going to have to send you a picture later on of something that we got uh, earlier in the mail. We get crazy stuff, like, or just a lot of people send us their own music. Um, I I am guilty of neglecting it. I am, but just because uh, it's I am so much, it's probably so. <laughs> it is. Much. We get tons and tons of stuff in every day, um, and you know, just due to the pandemic, it's hard for people to like physically come into the office and help me out with it. But um, um, sorry, what was your question? What did you say? Sorry, <laughs> no, I got distracted talking about. It's uh, uh, and it's important to note that she's in the office right now. Eliana is always working and, and you know so and not to mention her internship which we'll get to in a second but uh you know you're you uh have control over this over the music and oh so, you asked if I like, picked the music yeah and what yeah. what do you look for like what is some do you pick stuff that mainly you resonate with or like what's your what's your taste like nowadays for the radio station yeah so I mean the main thing that I I try to keep in mind is you know like we have we have a format here at KTSW, you know, we are the other side of radio. So, um, which of that I keep in mind. And then I'll, it's like 50, 50, or uh, maybe sometimes it's like 60, 40, just cause sometimes if I hear a song that I personally really love, or I'm just like, yo, this is sick. Or just, if it sounds kind of unique to me or if something, if it's within a genre that I really love, then I'm just like, okay, this is going on air, which is something that I, you know, I'm scared that one day my boss is going to be like, so there's been a lot of like angry girl rock on the, on air. Um, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's wow, me. That's, complete, that's completely me. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Am yeah. I'd be like, yeah, that's completely me. Yeah. So I, I try not to let too much of my own personal taste get in the way, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, I, I have like a pretty good ear for certain songs or music and you know I'd say so. Yeah, and I think just working here 
for, you know, for so long or the past few years, I've gone familiar with the types of songs that we play. So, um, so we have like a huge inventory sheet where like when we get a new album in, we put it in there and we have to like make little notes and comments about what we think of the album. So I'll put like, this sounds literally that's something that KDSW plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think just, just being familiar with our format and what we play and then, yeah, at the same time, just, um, you know, if it's something that I think is sounds unique or something that I think that a lot of other people should listen to, that is kind of like what goes into it. Yeah. And so, you know, you have your own radio show, too. You know, you go on air. So not not yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. But you but you were with uh, with Catherine, right? On Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We during the summer, uh, we DJed. Um, yeah which which sometimes felt like our own show it felt like i thought it was <laughs> that's why i was like oh yeah she has her own show you know you're like actually no so yeah you you and and your friend Catherine, who are you know great personalities on air too i know that's why i was kind of scared i'm like oh wow Ileana's gonna interview me with this podcast because, <laughs> you, know, you you have a lot of experience like going on air and you know i know that i've called and requested a song I always have to request two or three because you know <laughs> you don't have what I'm requesting. But yeah, you know it's 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 fun. And you know how has that been? What's it like to go on air? I just feel like uh, it's funny because you're in the position of music director, and you know, do you know any? Is there really any school of music students that work at KTSW? Yeah, there. Um, well, we're actually like going through the process of like hiring new journalists for the um for the spring semester and I we got about two or three applicants who yeah are in, are in the school of music or trying to get into the school of music and minoring in mass comm or like in journalism which makes sense like why they would be applying to music journalism they're like you know they're in the music school because they say they have a passion for music um so yeah, we've we've had kids in the multimedia department um, uh, that were in the sound recording uh, program, and then yeah. yeah, it's it's usually them, and then yeah, of course, like in the music department, we've had uh, I don't know if we do currently, but I know we just got a few applicants that are in the music school. So nice, and so that yeah. that's cool uh, because I think that this is an avenue that's left unexplored a lot, at least in classical music, where you know. Uh, it's fun writing about stuff, you know, being a music journalist and or being a critic and it opens your ears up so much, but that's like a, a vital part that's kind of left out of the formal music education, I'd say. I'd mm -hmm. say that there needs to be more involvement with, you know, because uh, I know that there's like, you know, classical stations and whatnot, like some universities have like a classical station and, uh, or like the town, like the city of whatever, uh, university is there has one uh, but I just I do I do think that's cool that some school of music students are getting involved in that because I think yeah. it's a it's something that is really cool and really beneficial I think to the uh, music education yeah I agree. I agree yeah it's it's fun and so you are this are the music director and you get to pick the music and you kind of have your own show ish not really but yes you know um <laughs> what do you want to do like what do you want to do after school you know why don't you tell us a little bit first about kind of your internship now and then 
about what your career goals are? Yeah, so uh, I'm currently interning with a company called Do512, which are, uh, they're based out of Austin, and they are under a bigger company called Do Stuff, um, and they, um, they have, like, basically different branches across different, across uh, different, like, major cities in the U.S., so there's, uh, in Chicago, there, there's a Do312, uh, I believe there's a few more, I don't remember the cities, but basically, uh, do 512 they're kind of just like a big hub for like the happenings uh, of like or anything having to do with Austin they're just like this huge like company website where you can just go to and just find everything that is like going on in Austin um, you know they they throw well pre-COVID they would like throw uh, quite a bit of events around Austin uh, you know work with a lot of other companies and brands in Austin um, so yeah, they're just super true to like staying local and everything. So um, I, as an intern, I help them, uh, you know, uh, like with their social media stuff, I help them with like their stats and stuff. Um, I recently helped them like crafting the emails that they send, like the daily emails that they send. Um, I've done some editorial stuff for them, like researching uh, businesses and brands and companies around Austin. Um, so kind of, I guess, in a more kind of like marketing kind of sense, or this I think has to do more like my mass comm minor. Um, but yeah, uh, I found out about it because a lot of people that actually worked at KTSW, um, interned with them and, you know, I heard that they really loved it and got a lot out of it. So, um, that's why I decided to apply for it. Um, but as far as what I want to do after, uh, I, <laughs> this sounds like, <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. And that's not, that's not in the way that like, I think it's just because I have kind of dipped my toes into a lot of things. Like as I've been here at Texas State and kind of, I feel like I've just gone to, I've gotten exposed to a bunch of different things. So I think now it's kind of just narrowing down my options and kind of figuring out, okay, what is going to be the most realistic for me? What do I love to do the most? Or what, you know, of course, who, where, who is even hiring or what is going to be the most, you know, beneficial for me. So there's, there's really, there's a ton of things that I'd love to do. Honestly, if I could do all of them and just have them as side hustles, I totally would. But I guess to kind of, uh, I guess like giving you an example, like I think one of my dream jobs or one of my dream things that I'd love to do is um, work with the people who put on like ACL and um, Lollapalooza. They're called um, the company is C3 and they are the people behind these huge music festivals. Um, so if I could work with them in planning these festivals, you know, of course not right now, but you know, in the future, if I could do that, I would love to do that and then just kind of have my photo stuff on the side. Um, I would love to do that. Um, I would love to, you know, since I am working more in music right now, I'd love to do something in the music industry. As far as, you know, like my art school stuff, I would love maybe to do like curatorial stuff. I, there's, there's so much I want to do, which I, you know, I feel very optimistic and I feel very, um, what is the other word I'm looking for? Um, I feel like I'm sort of ambitious in a way, but 
I think it's just like narrowing down my options. Um, yeah, and just figuring it out, <laughs> which uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there, which is scary. Yeah, but you still got, I mean, you still got a little bit of time. And I think, you know, I've always joked with you, like, I can totally see you being, a, you know, you got the Rolling Stone magazine vibe, you know, where you can just, you, could, you know, or, you know, something cool, like being an indie music journalist, like going to different, uh, going to different cities and, and towns across the world and trying mm -hmm. to just writing about like the newest cutting edge music that you've seen or just people doing really like out there, uh, out there shit like that. Kind of like the musical equivalent of that page, all gas, no breaks, you know, the oh my crazy God. one. <laughs> For anybody Whoa. who doesn't know that page on Instagram. You just came up with something. You just came up, you just did something there. That's smart. That, That's yeah, just smart. to go, to go interview these crazy musical acts like throughout the world, you know, that would be cool. But, um, yeah, and it seems like you're really concerned with like the the whole aesthetic of like music because like even everything that you just described from festival planning to curatorial stuff with your artwork, like that's all uh, you're crafting an image, you're crafting an aesthetic. And so I think it's in interesting how music kind of plays into that. Music it intersects with art and it intersects with aesthetics and yeah. kind of blends into one just kind of washy picture. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you, I mean, I think music is an art form. I think anything that anyone creates and puts their heart in and has passion for it, I think that's art, so. And, and, <laughs> and more so is interconnected it's oh for sure it's like it's like a highway system between these things and i think it's really cool that you want to do that even though you haven't come necessarily from like a classical background or like you you don't really play an instrument like you still have this love of music because you know I'm, there's a lot of people who uh you know you go through music school and you are there for four six eight ten years you know getting a all the way up to a doctoral degree uh and you just kind of along the way you lose it you lose like a love for for it you know like i feel like you haven't gotten to that and i don't think you ever will <laughs> i don't think you'll ever be to a point where because you're always looking for something new and you're always open to these new experiences and to this idea of you know like this music is going to is going to music is kind of along for the ride of your life you know you, yeah. you're, you're never going to get tired of it, but I see it, you know, I've felt it too, where I go through, I wake up one morning and I'm like, what am I doing? Am I playing music anymore? Or am I just yeah. like doing an assignment, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so I, I, it's refreshing, I think, to, to see everything that, you know, you kind of want to do, how it is musical, what, what you want to do, but it's, you haven't, you've gone kind of around a lot and taking a lot of different different paths and whatnot. I think ultimately you're going to end up doing something cool, like planning a big festival or doing a music journalist thing or fuck all of it. You know, you're going to yeah. do. Yeah. I, I I really think so. You know. And so, lastly, I do want to ask a couple of questions. Like, what would you tell your 18 year old self going into <sighs> undergrad now? I would tell myself to not give a shit. 
I would tell myself <laughs> to know. And I have some context for that <laughs> just in the way as like, oh, 18 uh, going. I think I was just, I think I was still like, I wouldn't really call myself an introvert. I think maybe more so than I kind of was, but I was just, I think I just cared kind of a lot. Not to say that I don't care at all now, but I think more so then I just was more concerned about what people were thinking of me or what people, you know, yeah, just whatever people thought about me, I think I was more concerned with that, which really prohibited me of like making friends and just, just talking to people. So I think I would just tell myself like, it doesn't matter, like you're young and this is the time to, to make mistakes. And this is the time to like meet all these people and talk to all these different people. So I think I would just, I would think I would just tell myself to not give a shit in the way that like, just live a little Ileana, like just chill out. Like it, you know, not everyone is, you know, thinking of the conversation that y'all just had or like, yeah is judging um, you or like you know like aha you did a cringy thing earlier you know yeah yeah which you know not to say that I'm completely carefree now I think it's something that I still am sort of working towards every day but um yeah I was just like super shy and I was just like I had my headphones in and I was like I don't want to talk to anyone I'm just gonna listen to music and do my homework which is great but <laughs> you know I was just I just wasn't allowing myself to really have those connections with people. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's tough, you know, and I think a lot of people, whatever major you're in, that's, that's the advice that they need to get when they're in uh, kind of going into uh, a program, whatever they're studying, because mm -hmm. we're all kind of nervous and we, and I think that it inhibits us, it inhibits our growth and it inhibits like, you know, what you what you can achieve and I know I was going to undergrad again as an 18 year old I'd say just don't care just try things do do whatever like you know do different things and so I think that that's that's really good advice you know yeah there's then, probably something uh, oh sorry sorry go ahead go ahead no I was gonna say there's probably something a lot more deeper and more caring that I could think of or that I could say, but just off the top of my head, that was the first thing I could think of. For sure. Well, you know, it was great having you, Ileana. Like, this is, this is so cool. I'm really glad you got to talk to me about your, you know, music director experience. So, and just, you know, your love of music, I think really shines through. Um, I, I think that we in the music industry need people like you who actually still do this for the love of music and care about about creating new things and you know care about people so you know thank you so much for coming on here and doing this no thank you for having me I was you know I was like I remember listening like to your past episodes and I'm like damn these people are like legit legit like like as far as like on a technical side of music I was like this is legit these kids are sick they know what they're doing they know what they're talking about um so I think I felt a little bit intimidated I'm like I don't leave I don't live up to these kids <laughs> oh, no. yeah but but I mean you you're 
you just do a different thing. Like you are sure, working sure. just as hard as anybody else is. You know, all my guests so far have been great. All my next guests will be amazing people as well. But, you know, you are working so hard. And I, I think Thank that people you. need to see this, this other facet of what goes on. Like, I know that I've thought about like, shit, like what can I actually do with a music performance degree? And like, you know, or sorry, what can I do in music? But you are like a shining example of that, of like, this is what you can do. Well, this is what you can do. You don't even <laughs> yeah. have to get a music degree <laughs> doing stuff in music. So, you know, yeah. thank you so much, dude. You know, and, uh, you know, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Everybody, viewers, I hope you have a good Thanksgiving as yes. well. And, uh, you know, thanks, Ileana. And, uh, no, yeah, thank talk- you. Thank you. This is literally, if I could do this all day, I, I, would, I would do it. So thank you. Thank you.